Anaheim Ducks fans. You're listening to Quacked Ice. Get your ducks in a row with Kevin and Jacob. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Quacked Ice podcast. It's been way too long. I did not plan to have such a long break in between. Things happen, and so it is what it is. But here we are on the 13th episode of the Quacked Ice podcast. We're coming back to you on the week that Zegras comes back. And now Drysdale is back today. They just announced it this afternoon that Drysdale's back and Zegras is back. And they are, at least Zegras is practicing. I'm sure that uh, Drysdale, I have not heard if he was out there today, but I'm sure he'll be out there tomorrow practicing. And those are good signs for the Ducks. Thank goodness. So, on this particular episode, it's just going to be me again, as always. Uh, sometimes we have our special guest, Tammy, out there. I'm still trying to work on some scheduling issues with Jacob and try to get him back out here. Uh, but anyways, it's just going to be me. And so today we're going to talk about, obviously, Zegris, Drysdale. I want to talk about Gudis and Kalorn. That's what we're going to be talking today. Uh, so let's just just jump right to it. Let's just get to the meat and potatoes of it all. And the fact that Zegris is back. Signs a three-year extension. I'm sure everybody that is a Ducks fan knows it's uh, $5.75 million for three years. It's pretty much just a bridge deal to get him to his next deal. At, at first, I thought... To myself, what is Pat Verbeek doing? We just needed to get him. We needed to sign him. But the longer it went on, I thought to myself, you know what? If they ended up trading Zegris, that whatever, trade him. I I think this is the thing. When it comes to the Ducks, whenever anybody leaves the Ducks, well, I'm going to take that back. But. Anybody that is high end that leaves the Ducks, like Paul Korea, Tamu Solani, their career doesn't go as well as as it would somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like they were they were blowing it up. They were, had their career. They everybody loved them, and then they go somewhere else, and and they're just the you know second stringer, second line guy, third line guy because they the places that they went to like Korea. You know, Tamu, they jumped ship. They went to Colorado, didn't work out there. They thought, oh, this is it. They're, you know, and Korea just went to the Stanley Cup, but they wanted him to cut cut a deal or cut down his pay so that they bring somebody in so that they go back. But instead, he goes, nope, I'm leaving, I'm done. And then they go, and Paul Korea's career is never the same. If he would have stayed in Anaheim, so I got digressed. Go back to Zegras. Okay. He wanted that $7 million, $7 million deal that Cole Caulfield, Jack Hughes, they got all got when they got their second contract. And as we know, for certain, that he blows it up and is amazing when it comes to offense. And as we know, his defense 
is absolutely terrible. It is horrible. Okay. And we know this. Everybody knows this. If you if you don't know this, that means you don't watch the ducks and you're not watching Zegris. He doesn't back check. He's not playing D. And he's he's only thinking one thing, which is let's score another Michigan or uh, do another Zegris, which is flipping it over the net. Someone someone hits it into the goal when it actually was a high stick over the over the net. And we all know that. We all know that that happened. All right, it did. Okay, Sonny Milano hit that 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 puck when it was over the bar, but that's okay. I'm a Ducks fan. That's why I'm doing this podcast, but I can say it. It still counted as a goal. It was fine. Buffalo was terrible. It didn't matter. Okay. We don't have to worry about that. Okay. I'm going back to Zegris again. Okay. So, all right. I I believe that this deal was good. 5.75. I feel like in the interviews that Zegris had afterwards, he kind of seemed a little... I don't know. I I, I don't want to say down, but definitely not not peppy. I mean, if you're you're getting a big contract, you're going to be peppy, right? You're going to be excited. You're you're there. You're excited. I don't think he's excited about playing D. And Pat Verbeek and Greg Cronin, they both were like in their interviews after they signed. It was D D D. You got to play D. You got to play D. I think. And this is where I, I worry, in a way, that after this contract, you know, Zegers may be gone. But if he doesn't play D, where is he going to go? I mean, guys, the teams are going to pick him up. And they're going to be thinking the same thing. We just got to get this guy to play D. So no matter where he goes, he's going to have to learn to play D. Right? And we know this. We've I think we've talked about his just, you know, his D is not very good. I think he was a minus... 24 last season, which isn't good. And But, I mean, a lot of Ducks weren't good either. So you, you're bringing in, you know, Gudis, Kalorn, you know, some some veteran guys to help bring in, you know, some maybe motivation to help him get on his D game. And it might work. I don't know. I kind of got a feeling because Zegers had a, a interview after his first practice and the first thing that Cronin did was yank the stick out of his hand and throw it in the corner. That's what he said. And he seemed like he didn't really like that very much. I think that Zegris thinks he's the big dog. He's the guy, and he doesn't want to be messed with. I Obviously, Greg Cronin was brought in to mess with him. So let's see where his head's at. Let's see, hopefully, he can keep it together. Let's Let's hope that that he can stay on track, play some D, and and become the ultimate player. I mean, the highlight goals are great, but at some point in time, guys are going to catch up to you and knock knock you silly. It's going to happen. I it's bound to happen. You know, he's got a target on his back, and there's going to be a, a D man or you know a centerman that comes in and just blows him up if he keeps just. Just doing the, you know, doing the tricks, which I, I love. I'm into it. I want more players to do it. I think it it's great for hockey. You know, like the old Smash Mouth hockey was great. But also, you know, some exciting goals. I mean, the kids that are coming out these days do amazing things with this puck, and that's okay. And I know there's this 
fight between big guy, small guy type of game that, you know, some people say, oh, you need the small, fast guys. Some people say, you know, still in the playoffs that when it comes down to it, you need the smash, smash mouth, the guys that are going to pop you in the chin. But I think there is definitely uh, a middle ground there where you can have a little bit of both. And Zegers is a smaller guy. I think it says he's six foot in the program, but I think it's six foot on a day where his hair is sticking up high. That's what I think. Uh, but he, you know, he's not, he wasn't brought in to be that guy to go pop someone in the mouth. But if you pop someone in the mouth, I'm all, I'm here for it. I'm here to watch it. I want to see it. That's what I want. You know, that's why we brought in Gudis. And let's just, let's just jump right to Gudis while we're talking about Gudis. We can go back to Zegers at any time. Okay. I know when the Ducks signed Gudis. I know there was a lot of people on Instagram and all these other whatever you're on, TikTok, Snap, Snap Clap, or whatever it is. You, people were out there, you know, talking crap. Okay. I think Gudis is going to be amazing. The, the, the Ducks needed a guy that was just there to just blow people up. And uh, and Gudis brings it. I mean, in that first uh, preseason game recently, and I was at the game, and unfortunately I left early because it happened in the third period. I left in, after the second. Gudis, uh, someone just got, you know, probably popped him good, and Gudis went right after him. And that's what we need. The Ducks didn't have that last season, and now we do. And Gudis is, is stinking amazing. Right. Okay. He's not, he's not this defenseman that's, you know, just a shutdown defenseman, but he brings the body and the Ducks need the body. They need it. They need it badly. This is not a bad signing by the Ducks. This is a great signing by the Ducks. He is going to be out there. He is the protector of all. I mean, he looks badass. I mean, he's just big and he's got that beard and he looks mean. It just seems like he would be a great guy to tackle. You know, if you were like standing in the shadows and he comes walking down, you just tackle him because he'd just be a great guy to take down. But but I but once you do it, it this is coming after you, and you gotta you gotta be prepared. But I'm just saying, I again, I'm I'm going off a tangent here, but you know what? If you want to tackle Gudis, I think that would be great. But going back to Gudis on the ice, you do not want to tackle Gudis while you're on the ice because he's coming after you in a mean way. And I, and that's not going to be good, but he's going to be great for the ducks. He's going to be, he is the guy the ducks need right now on that blue line with that big body. He's just coming in to crush and I'm all, I'm here for it. I, I cannot wait. I might have to get myself a goodest Jersey just because I, I mean, he was fun to watch in the playoffs last season, the only thing that sucked is that he got lit up and he was out. You know, big guys fall hard sometimes, I guess, and uh, got a little bit of a concussion. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. He's looking good. His beard's looking good. His scowl is looking good, and I'm here for it. So let's talk about Drysdale. Maybe Drysdale will play with Gudis. I, I don't know. 
you know, that might be a good pairing. I don't know what, I haven't looked lately on what the predicted pairings are, especially now that Drysdale signed and now they can actually say that he's going to actually be out there. I can't wait to see Drysdale out there. Uh, he signed uh, three year for 2.3 million, kind of the same thing. It's got a bridge deal, uh, but he didn't have the leverage to get himself a better deal. He, he went out last season. I heard some, or I heard and read some articles that they said the Ducks uh, kept him out on purpose, just for the purpose of signing. I would hope that's not true because that just doesn't seem like a great idea. I guess you know financially it's great, but you know if you're trying to build up a player and you know young player and the one that's you know pretty much could be a uh, player that's around forever and be a great player, Hall of Famer type guy. I don't think you'd want if he was healthy enough to play. I think you would play him, especially last season when they were the Ducks were terrible. And they could have used him. I, I just don't see that being the case. I don't know. I mean, that would be Pat Verbeek doing something kind of nutty. I'm, I don't see why he would do that. But, hey, I'm not Pat Verbeek. I don't, you know, I'm not in the, the office. I just, why would you do that? I, if anybody has a reason why you do that, that, that would make sense to a young player other than financial purposes. I don't see why. You let me know but it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Uh, you know, hit us up on the Instagram. Um, nobody has yet, but you could be the first. Be the first one to hit us up on the Instagram. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Drysdale. I, and I, I'm, I missed him last season. I wanted to see him out there. It sucks that they got hurt. It sucks when, when somebody gets hurt, uh, which brings me to Kalorn. So now he's out four to six weeks. Why? I this is like a a curse, and I, and it's not just on the Ducks. It's uh, it's any professional team. You you do this signing. The Ducks one hundred percent overpaid for Kalorn, but Kalorn's not coming to a rebuilding team unless he gets his money. And he was out there to get his money. The Ducks Ducks paid him. There's no reason to get mad about that, but. Now he got hurt, but why? It's like a curse that happens. You overpay for a guy. You get all excited. You're thinking, okay, this this guy's going to come in. He's going to score some goals. He's going to help the young guy score even more goals, and we might have something here. And now he's out four to six weeks with a stinking, broken finger. Like, like if it's going to be, if you're going to be out four to six weeks, like do something good, like. You know, break a leg or something. I don't know. I'm just saying, here we are. We have to worry about Kalorn being out over a, over a broken finger. And I'm, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not here for it. You know, I'm here for Gudis, but I'm not here for Kalorn breaking his finger. I think it sucks. I mean, it's nothing that you can do. I mean, it's a, you know, stuff happens. People break bones, especially in a game with hitting and stuff like that. It probably his finger just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that leads me to the question, does this give Leo Carlson an opportunity to get into the lineup? 
And the question is, do we want Leo Carlson to get into the lineup? Um, you know, there's people that say that he needs more time. We don't want to stick him in right away. I'm kind of, I'm more on the side that I want to see him. The only thing that I worry about is the first preseason game, I thought he looked amazing. I thought he looked super good. I thought, you know, wow, we're, we've got something here. But the second game, he got hit with a high stick, and I felt like after that he was super timid. And then, I, and did he play again? I, I might be in the same same game. I just felt like after that he just looked a little. Yeah, he did play again, and I and uh and he just looked like maybe. May, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it was the first game at the end of the game he got hit with a high stick, and then he went out, but he looked amazing. And then, however it was, it doesn't matter. Either way, the next time we saw him, he looked. He didn't look as good. I thought he looked a little timid. He was a little scared out there. I asked Jacob, I, and it was like, hey, has he been playing with a, a face shield before? You know, or was it a cage that he was playing with? And Jacob was like, no, he was in the pros, so he should have been wearing a shield. So he should have had that that feeling of maybe getting popped in the face with a high stick. But I just felt like he, he was kind of being a little more timid, and it's not he's not going to be a great player if he's playing timid. He's got to be out there doing his thing. He can't be shy. He's just got to go out there and do it. And you can tell that when he's out there on his game, he's feeling it, and he can skate around people, and he's a big guy. It it made me feel like if he got a little bigger, if he if he was just uh you know bigger size uh weight wise, he he could definitely be a Ryan Getzlaff, but better. I thought I think he has uh he's faster than what Ryan Getzlaff was because Ryan Getzlaff used to be able to shut people down. He just shut. He could just put the team on his back. And do it now. He didn't do it every night. I really felt like Ryan Getzlaff. He like you know when he was feeling it, when he was in the mood, he could just he could just take it all and do it on his own, you know. And uh, and I think like Leo Carlson could do that. I think he's he's obviously a little young. I think he needs to put more weight on. And if he does those things, because he's got that height, he's got that build. I think that he could definitely be a shutdown guy. And just scoring goals and and setting guys up and just taking the team and putting them on his back and winning games, just like Getzlaff did when he when he wanted to. And I think Leo Carlson can do that too. He has the skill. He's got the speed. He could definitely be just a a, a better player than Getzlaff for sure. And I think Getzlaff is a Hall of Fame guy. Leo Carlson could be that kid too. Uh, but we got a long ways to see. We'll see what happens. I am looking forward to this. We're just a short few days away from opening night in Vegas. I cannot wait. I've been, uh, it felt like a very long off season. Uh, And again, I didn't intend to not be on the mic, but now we're back. We're going to try to get this going where we're here on a weekly basis. The season is starting. We can break down games. We can look at games. We can see how the players are doing. Uh, we're probably just a 
couple days away uh, before they start. They make the final cut. We'll find out who are the kids that are going down. They've already cut a few guys. They've already put some guys on waivers, and they picked up a guy off waivers. So um, there's going to be some more guys that are going to actually go down. I can't wait to see who stays. I can't wait to see the opening night lineup. It's going to be one heck of a season. So with that, that is the end of the game. Uh...